Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I thought uh, Apple was done changing words. Oh, wait. Apple's no. changing words? Oh, no. I, no, okay. So sometimes it changes words. Like when you want to say the F word, it was changing it to duck instead, which mm-hmm. was killing me. Yeah, no, no one ever has to say ducking I just, mid-sentence. Of course. It's I, not which a is thing angry as hell because, oh, you're already in a rage when you type that. <laughs> so now I just said, um, I just said, emailed, uh, texted a relative and said, I meant to say, Oh, God, I need the radio coaching because she said I should give somebody radio coaching. But I mistakenly said, oh, hod, I need <laughs> H-O-D. And like the, nobody's saying That's hod. That's never a word anybody Nobody needs. has ever said the word hod. You might be able, well, at least on my phone, but I don't have an Apple. You can delete things from the dictionary. Oh, really? So if you have things that it frequently, that you never what need What if I need hod again? <laughs> well, then you can add it back to the dictionary, I guess. Um... Another thing is, if you go to my Instagram, Alice, did you see my I Insta? I guess Apple probably thought, based on your habits, that you weren't going to be invoking the Lord. Hey, I'm a church-going person, my friend. I guess you are now. I guess you are now. So it might have to readjust its assessment of you. Did you see, um... Oh, did you see my Instagram? Today? Um, a deer was on Did you it? see him? Yeah. This is the closest I've ever gotten, ever gotten to... Um, to a deer. This guy was just fantastic. Just fantastic. And he was right on the side of the road. I was in the middle of the road walking. He was on the side of the road. And he let me get walk right past him. And with wow. the dog. I was, Pepper pe- pe- was with me. It was great. I love these deer. More deer, man. Uh, you see Kurt Schilling, Alice? No, what a Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, who, by the way, gave me a special, uh, appreciative tweet. No, not tweet. Um... He gave me special uh, plaudits when in 2015 or 2016 on Herald Radio. Yes, when I inter- interviewed him, me and Meredith Gorman, mm-hmm. 
Um, and he enjoyed the interview. And I got my own dedicated tweet to me about how much he enjoyed it. Wow. And I've always enjoyed talking to him. The, the, the thing about Schilling is that, and they were saying this today uh, on KMS too, that um, that he's unreliable. And he, he is. He, I had to beg him to actually come to mm-hmm. uh, to do a, a broadcast with us where he just roasted out in the line on D with us for hours. I don't even think we had a thing to cover <laughs> him. But he was cool. But he was cool. But we had to beg him to because he tried to cancel last second or like just blew it off, forgot or something. He said, oh, no, I'm getting my train, my truck in. And I like bended knee. And then once he was there, the uh, he was... Sticking there, he was good to be there. I've always loved talking to him. We 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 share exactly like he and Jerry would be perfect on mm-hmm. the air, Callahan. Although it would be redundant, like me, Jerry, and and Schilling is pretty much redundant. We, we as far as politics mm-hmm. go. Now we've all got our own personalities and this and that, et cetera, and whatever. Right. We're, we diverged right there, but politics like there's really you couldn't finish each other's sentences. Essentially, mm-hmm. a rare good point by you, Ironhead. They're going to have these anti-Christian nuns that like to spank Jesus on parade routes. What are ballplayers thinking here? Well, they're thinking about the game. Uh, You know, this is one of those things that the only reason it it permeates the clubhouse, if it does, is because the media brings it in. And the problem is that that probably 90 percent of the guys standing around the locker room as media members uh, are for this. They're liberal. 86% of the sports media is, is liberal, uh, which means they're cowards. Um, but, but you know, the, the, it's amazing to me, Jesse, that, that guys that are billionaires can't do math. Because what do you think? Let's, let's say there's 10,000 trans people in L.A., and I think that's probably pushing it. There's, I think, what, 1.3 billion Catholics in the world? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, let's, let's not offend the offensive group. Uh, and let's make sure that we we uh, we cater to a crowd of people who literally after tonight will never step foot in Dodger Stadium again. Uh, and then we can offend 1.3 billion Catholics in the meantime. These aren't even like regular trans. Regular trans usually no. just kind of do their own thing, you know, whatever, do your thing. These are hateful people. They bum rush churches. They make a mockery out of communion. He's, they they desecrate he's Jesus in public. They're, they're, they're sticking their middle fingers up at the cross. This is who Dodgers Stadium is allowing to be honored tonight. Who even owns the Dodgers? Right. Well, it's not even that they're the, the, it, right. You just said the word that kind of, I guess, offend would be a strong word for what I am. But OK, invite them to the park and do the stupid things you're going to do. But to 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 give them an award. Yeah, seriously, what? What? I mean, exactly. <laughs> for, for 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 revealing their. You know, their genitals to 13-year-old kids on a public venue, uh, you know, golf clap. That, right. Uh, that's a, what an achievement. But but it's 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 a sad day. And the problem is, Jesse, you know, if you look at, you know, I love coming on this show. I love talking to you. I love what you've done, what you're doing in your voice. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm tired of listening to Jim Jordan and Matt Getz and Dan Cranshaw and all these people talk, talk. That's all they're doing. They're talking. We're up against a side and a force that doesn't play by the rules, refuses to play by the rules. Just look no further than the unconstitutional legal thing going with former President Trump. Um, 
and we're not doing anything about it. We're talking about it, and we get excited, and we get emotional. Uh, that's it. Don't worry about it. It's they coming They break off. the law. Okay. They do the things they need to do to ensure their agenda is driven forward, and we're watching them gut our nation from the inside out, and I don't know where the rubber's going to meet the road because, you know, talk, it's true sacrifice. You know, you look at the guys that the young men that signed the Constitution and, 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 and all the things that they sacrificed everything to, to, to come out from under a tyrannical government, and then eventually at some point there was a man at Concord who decided he was going to pull the trigger. And, and I feel like we're getting back to a point where somebody's going to have to pull a trigger because everything we hold dear, everything this country was founded on is being just dragged through the mud and mocked and made fun of. This country was founded on godly principles. No matter how offensive that is to the left, it's true. Well, I'm going to um, assume that and, you and we mean were at- pull the trigger metaphorically. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, I mean, it doesn't matter if I say metaphorically, because they're going to run with that quote, no matter how I put it. I could have phrased it in any possible way, saying stand up and fight and blah, blah, blah. And I would be inciting a riot while Maxine Waters says, you know, get in their face. And no, beat I understand. And I've said this to Jim yeah, Jordan. Yeah. I've said this to these right. congressmen. You know, they throw a subpoena around. They fire off a really bold letter. Gotcha. Republicans need to go on the war path. And that means they got to use every tool necessary. They got to do what's being done to them. Because that's the only way this is going to stop. And the problem is that the left's winning because they're relying. The left is relying on our morals and ethics. They know we'll play by the rules. They know we'll follow the laws. And they're not playing. You know, it's like it's like fighting for our own good. Yeah, I get it. That's exactly right. I got it. So um, I get a lot of callers during the week. Mm-hmm. from my radio show, who say the same thing Shalene's saying. And they right. try to sometimes pull themselves back, but, but a lot of times they can't. And and I understand. But the truth it. is, and I mean, you know, and you can say it how you want to say it, right? But like when you say you need to fight back using the same tools the left is using because we are not willing to fight the way that they are, right? They're willing to throw you in jail. Right. They're willing to take your kids away. They're willing to kill you, probably. Honestly, if it comes down to it, right? I, so, I think that's fair to so, say. So, like, you know, if you say we're gonna, we have to fight back with the same tools the left is using, that means throwing people in jail who have opinions that you don't like, because that's what the left does to people that they don't like. I mean, Maura Healy would, in a second, take our kids away from us. Oh, certainly. If we like didn't affirm some crazy new gender that they came up with or something, yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, that's uh, that's true. And like, well, I don't like the idea of taking anybody's kids away because they have some like wacky philosophy on gender or whatever. Like, if if you're gonna say like you have to fight back using the same tools until we can reach a place where we can live in harmony with people on the left, then like then that's what you're saying because that's what the left is willing to do to people, you know. Of course I do. And if you look, just look at it, it is like that big report that came out about the Minnesota Police Department. Mm-hmm. And it's like a damning report, whatever, this thing after George Floyd. But of course the report was going to say that. Of course they were going to find there to be, um, the DOJ was going to find all the institutional racism that they were looking for and all the bad practices and all the uh, profiling and all. Of course they were. Of course they were. One reason is because surviving in the streets as a police officer actually requires you to do some wink-wink stuff, probably. 
Mm-hmm. And, and another reason is, of course, it, they, that's what they want. The Minneapolis wants it to be. You see, it was. We had. We did have to reimagine the place completely. But like this whole, they'll use anything for anything. So right. so they did that. They destroyed and burned the cities and somehow blamed somebody else. They blamed the the element of racism or systems mm-hmm. for burning down black neighborhoods rather than people who were doing it because right. they couldn't. And, you know, they used all this stuff, even with the Trump stuff, when, when Trump was trying to disperse them around, the, and around near the White House, when they had to go to the, he had to go to the Situation Room, whatever, because they were, the protest was getting too close. Mm-hmm. It was all about tear gas. Hey, tear gas, my goodness. Working journalists of this and that. And by the way, the report found that law enforcement used rubber bullets that blinded a journalist and wrongfully used rubber bullets and shot a few journalists with them. Well, okay. The only reason why the, 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 the guns, the rubber bullets, and the cops are there is because you've ginned up the citizenry to burn down the marginalized parts of the city. Right. But it's never, they never have to pay, never, like Shilling was saying, they, they never have to be, take any blame for anything. Right. And then, but, but you're happy to do it for the other side. The other side takes the blame for everything. And it, it is, it's bullcrap. Everything that happened in 2020 is a disgrace. This um, um, Juneteenth federal holiday is rubbish. It's trash. It's garbage. It should be deleted immediately. This whole idea that 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 because a police officer killed a guy in part mm-hmm. of in during part of what is not a nationwide epidemic, right? That we have to rethink everything and offer some kind of reparations so uh, so rich uh, you know forty six year old white women can feel good about themselves. So they build in a perennial day of um of wokeness well and and so i do understand the perspective of like there's really nothing wrong in theory with juneteenth yes but why why did they use why did they grab juneteenth so right no i know but so but there's really nothing wrong in theory with juneteenth i too am for the end of slavery Right, which was not I June. Know, I know, didn't but didn't happen in but June. But if we decided that we were going to have a day to celebrate the end of slavery, and we want to pick that as Juneteenth for symbolic purposes or whatever, like that's like, not the day. No, no, no. But wait, can you wait a second? Don't be either. You, already, I'm trying to make an actual point, though. I'm already mad at you. You've already okay. Good. Okay. Um, oh, you're. <laughs> is that a power move, Alice? Um. <sighs> You know, say in theory you want to have a day to celebrate like okay. freedom, the end of slavery, emancipation, and you pick mm-hmm. Juneteenth because it's already a thing in Texas or whatever. And and like Stephen from Merrimack was saying in the messages the other day, like there has been a push for that amongst conservatives in the past. Like people have talked about Juneteenth. It has been a thing. I dislike the gaslighting of pretending we all knew about Juneteenth when nobody knew about it, but whatever. Um. Anyway, so, but the problem is that you can't seed any ground to the left ever even if it seems like reasonable ground because they just take that as proof that everything that they want is perfectly reasonable and normal and run with it and all of a sudden they're like twerking naked in front of your kid Mm -hmm. you know like they they can't they have zero restraint they have zero sense that like a compromise is a settled position everything from them is like always push on to the next battle they have no they have no limiting principle to any of this, to any of it, right? So it's like, you know, they'll tell you in one breath, like, we're just tearing down the really bad people. 
like the Confederate uh, generals were not going to tear down, we're not going to tear down Mount Rushmore, obviously. And then like three seconds later, they're telling you that they're going to tear down Mount Rushmore. When we say defund the police, we don't really mean defund mm -hmm. the police, except like, no, we do actually mean defund the police. That's actually totally what we mean. And like, that's fine. You know, like we just want like gay marriage. We just want to live in monogamy and harmony and all this stuff. And like, we're going to have family. Well, we are you know, however many, what, seven, eight years into gay marriage now. And there are more LGBT people. There's been some really interesting polling about LGBT rights recently. There are more LGBT people married to the opposite sex currently today in the United States than there are in same-sex marriages. Because they're, like, bi or because they, they're, they like, sal for oh, mad see. men okay. or, like, whatever. But there's more, there are more people who self-identify... Sal for mad men? Sal for mad men. Oh, okay. They um, meant the daughters. No. <laughs> no, they're, like, you know, they're, they're closeted or, or they... Whatever. Yes. You know, but the, there are more people who identify as LGBT in opposite-sex marriages than same-sex marriages currently in the United States, according to polling. There's also been polling that for the first time in a really, really long time, support for gay marriage, for gay marriage and in general about the morality of same-sex couples, same-sex relationships, has the approval for that has gone down, not just among Republicans, but also among Democrats. The the you, When Gallup asked the question... Do you think same-sex relationships are moral? The percent of people who respond yes to that has been going up, 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 up over time. And in the last couple of years, for the first time, like in ages and ages, that has dropped. And you can thank the psychopaths trying to teach fisting in schools or whatever it is that they're doing for that development. You know, there, there's been a lot of talk about this on Twitter amongst people like Spencer Clavin or Dave Rubin or, you know, people who are running in conservative circles who are in monogamous gay relationships saying like, you know, there, there was no limiting principle to this. The slippery mm -hmm. slope argument that all the conservatives were making turned out to be absolutely 100% true. And the people who were saying that we could have this little bit, you know, like we're the ones who are paying the price for this for the slippery slope being real, right? Because that's where it's turning around to. But that's why you can't... I remember when we lived in Melrose and they wanted to change the name of the Board of Aldermen to the city council and have councillors instead of aldermen. And, you know, a bunch of people said to me at the time, because aldermen is sexist because they're not just men. And at the time, like, more than half the Board of Aldermen was women. So it was such a dumb argument. Nobody felt like they weren't allowed to be an alderman because they were a woman. But... At the time, people said to me, like, why is this a hell you want to die? Like, why do you care what they're called? Right. You know, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, that's the yep. fight you want to fight is the board of aldermen versus the city council. Like, why do you really care? How does it affect? And the answer is because you can't give them anything. Because you can't right. give them anything. Because the next thing you, you know, we're funding a commission on women and we're funding this and that. And we're, then they're, you know, the, at the government Commission funded commission on women booth at the town fair. They're selling, they're raffling off Chelsea Clinton's book for kids. You know, like it's because because everything they do is designed to drive an ideological wedge and start trouble. And and 
they're always on to the next step. It never stops at this thing, you know? It's always well, right. on to the... They're well, always also, pushing something else. And that's why the Juneteenth thing matters. Right. Not because I'm not for the end of slavery. Like, that's not the point. The point right. is, like, that the... that. That it's not really about Juneteenth, right? In the activist it's part class, of an ideological project. The activist class class marches forward with the rifle, and that's all they know to do. So they're not going to stop marching forward with the rifle. So once the 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 um, human rights campaign or or, or the, uh, any various number of um, of pride groups, you know, got gay marriage twelve years ago. Well, they needed a new charter, yeah. so put more people onto the envelope. More fringy stuff, and let's go. Let's keep marching with a rifle. And that's what it is. But it's funny, and I, like, make this joke all the time, that, like, the left is... Everything's all one thing to the left. Like, it's all climate change, and it's all LGBT stuff, and it's all, like... It's so funny, because a ton of liberals were now making Juneteenth about the gays. Is that true? Yes, a ton of them. So, um, somebody... Nicely, Oilfield Rando on Twitter nicely collected a series of Juneteenth tweets where it's about the LGBT community somehow. So sorry, black people, you thought you were getting a day, but it turns out, no, it's once again about gay people because everything's all one thing to the left. Yeah. It's like how when they had Parkland and they were doing like pro-choice signs at the Parkland gun rally. Like it's, it's all one battle to them. It doesn't, there's no, like you can't pick one issue that you agree with them on. You can't, you just can't give them anything ever. Anyway. So the human rights campaign tweeted out to honor Juneteenth is to recognize the intersectionality between LGBTQ plus equality and racial justice. True black liberation continues to be challenged today by systemic racism and oppression or fight for equality is synonymous with the flight fight for black freedom. <laughs> Talk about freaking offensive. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see. The Advocate magazine says, as the nation celebrates Juneteenth today, let's not forget that queer and trans folks are still living in bondage to a society that refuses to let them be free. That is a beauty. I did, in fact, forget that, by the way. <coughs> let's see. Esports Illustrated wrote this Juneteenth we're proud to elevate the voice of evil genius's own Sonic Fox a powerful symbol of black and queer representation in gaming explore cool. our ex- Sonic uh, Sonic Fox uh, evil ge- from evil geniuses I don't know it's a part of an e-gaming thing so okay. I don't follow e-gaming or whatever e-sports gaming community anyway uh, explore our excuse- exclusive interview with them and celebrate diversity in e-sports uh, Pride.com says, we celebrate black LGBTQ plus actors, musicians, writers, directors, and creators all year round, but Juneteenth is a particularly special date for us to elevate black queer talent even higher. Let's see, what else do we have? We have here, Learning for Justice says, the intersecting celebrations of Juneteenth and Pride Month can parallel the intersecting identities of black LGBTQ plus people, especially youth. As Preston D. Mitchum puts it in this Learning for Justice article, my pride is black, my Juneteenth is queer. Congratulations, <laughs> straight black people who just wanted to celebrate being liberated from slavery. Uh, this is why I don't celebrate Juneteenth now. Uh, the NOAA Atlantic Oceanographic whatever it is, right? Uh, Happy Juneteenth. We are proud to raise the Juneteenth flag at our facility as well as join the nation in commemorating lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, and intersex LGBTQI plus Pride Month throughout the month of June. 
So the Southern Poverty Law Center says Pride and Juneteenth celebrate and honor marginalized communities' resistance, but juxtaposed is the perpetuation of racism and queer phobia in the U.S. We want to take this time to reflect on intersecting identities and make space for black LGBTQ plus youth. Uh, New America writes, fighting for black lives means fighting for all black lives, including black, queer, and black trans lives in celebration of Juneteenth. Uh, we discuss the vital need to protect the black LGBTQ plus community. So, hey, I mean, this what? goes on. There's a whole thread hey, of this. I have a question this, for I'm you. like not even... I have a question for you. Yeah. Why are... And this is inspired by a caller I had today. Uh-huh. You've got all these letters, LGBTQIA plus... Why aren't the straights in there? Sometimes well, people will put another A for allies. Okay. So, okay. Allies who are down with a cause. Yeah. Okay. Not regular straights. Okay. How come they can't... Ha- how come I can't have beyond the the letter... Uh, are you an ally? The letter prayed. Are you an ally? You can get in somewhere. What about, like, phrase sexual? Am I that? Phrasexual is when you're attracted to strangers, but then when you get to know them better, you're not as attracted to them anymore. Well, I don't know about that. Um, you know, it's, it's very interesting to me that what about- you and I have been romantic together now for 13 years, and you're not completely sure that I'm not just <laughs> heterosexual. <laughs> well, there are so many now like that go into things. Like, I mean, I think I'm probably demisexual. Demisexual is when you don't want to be sexually intimate with somebody you don't know well. You have to have like an emotional connection to them. Oh, is that true? Yeah. That's just most women, I think, actually, mm-hmm. though, right? Most I women so. don't want to sleep with strangers, right. generally speaking. That's why the booze industry is out there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there there's a lot of things in there. There's asexual, aromantic. Um, no, there's like thousands of these, Alice. Don't even- yeah. Plato so, sexual. actually, in her apology, his apology video, whatever, the, the trans person who went topless at the White House in his apology TikTok, um, he was using P also, which I only ever hear conservatives do as a joke to indicate that pedophiles are supposed to be in there. So I was like, what's that? And I had to look it up. But that's for pansexuals. So. Pansexuals, right. That's where you're attracted to all genders as opposed to just the two. Okay. So bisexuals are attracted to two genders, but pansexuals are attracted pansexuals to Pansexuals are ready to roll. They're any gender. Right, okay. Any of the multitude that there yes. are. So, yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, conc- what percent of the population do you think, by the way, is are black LGBTQ plus people? Um, I mean, black one. people are 13% of the population, and generally speaking, like, people will peg the the gay community around like five to ten percent max right so like one yeah like one percent of the population right. probably right that's like the best you could yeah possibly give it so that's like a whole day for that and juneteenth is now all about those people <laughs> so but that's why that's why you can't just be like, you know, we'll have a nice patriotic holiday celebrating the end of slavery that can bring the whole country together. Because all of a sudden, it's like about twerking drag queens for some reason. Like that I well, I mean, you just look at the main wires coverage of that parade mm-hmm. and the 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 cadre of furries, right? Like why are and Satanists in the Portland? This is the yeah. Portland Maine Pride Parade. There's like furry. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Satanists, um, what else, the Democratic Socialists were there with a banner that said uh, socialism is queer as F. But they said the word at the family-friendly event. So, yeah, I mean, you... How come they only have, like... There's only one cause to them. And it's all the progressive cause. And it all goes together. So you need to be on board with all the queer stuff. And you need to be on board with climate justice. And you need to be on board... It's not just about, like, let's make sure black people have equal access to good schools. Because they sure don't care about that. Right. So, I mean, it, but yeah, it's all wrong, which is weird because a lot of times the, uh, the interests of those groups don't necessarily all align. No. Like if you're for criminal justice reform and stuff, and then you're going to have a problem when you, you know, go out to prosecute a lot of the people who are like if you're worried about like the genocide of trans sex workers it turns out a lot of the perpetrators of violence against a lot of trans sex workers and black trans sex workers in particular are black men right who so if you want lighter sentences for them then that's obviously a uh you're going to run into problems now when you're trying to marry those two causes together Right. Of course. And you see this. So there was a fascinating story. And like, it's, I mean, I, I don't even know like what to say about this story. I'm just going to read it to you because it's so, it's so astonishing and it so well demonstrates the, the like weirdness of this coalition that the left tries to build. This is in Massachusetts, actually, in a school district I had never heard of. Uh, out in Dalton, Massachusetts, which is in Berkshire County, I guess, at mm-hmm. the Nesicus Regional Middle School in Dalton. A Jewish middle school teacher in Massachusetts has resigned after facing anti-Semitic harassment by a 12-year-old student who allegedly made Nazi jokes and sent him a drawing of Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Morrison Robley, 25, who taught social studies at Nesicus Regional Middle School in Dalton, told the Berkshire Eagle that the sixth grader began making the comments after the teacher let his students know he is Jewish in February. The child is now facing a misdemeanor charge of criminal harassment. So much for the school to prison pipeline, guys. Like, I thought we were doing away with that, but they've charged a 12-year-old, 12-year-old with criminal harassment. A misdemeanor, but still... 
Um, they're not making anything about this child's name and you know well, right. racial so, identity yeah. or anything public. So I have no idea if this is a uh, black student, a white student. This, the school is majority white. It almost doesn't matter because... Um, but it's an interesting point because speaking of like liberals and the liberal project failing students in particular poorer students um this student though 12 their drawing of hitler and their mean note that they were writing to their middle school teacher mm-hmm. looked like they were written by like a six-year-old so okay yeah. um so i mean it, this is clearly a student who's been completely failed by the school district in multiple ways and is now being charged with criminal harassment so when Robley tried to quiet his students one day, the boy began spewing homophobic slurs, so the teacher removed him from class, inside a reported school officials held a restorative circle in which, <laughs> in which the student, Robley, and an administrator reflected on the in- incident. That's great. So here we go with the and this so is that's the restorative of, uh, justice discipline. Yep. This is what they want in the schools instead of the school-to-prison pipeline. Is they had a restorative circle with the teacher who's yelling homophobic slurs at the teacher in the middle of the class when he's trying to quiet the class down. Which I don't know about when you were in school, but that would not have gone no. over like that when I was in school. No, all the, you know, my dad used to do stuff for restorative justice um, mm-hmm. twenty years ago, and it was not the restorative circle. They, they'd work closely with judges and try to instead of the kid going to juvie have the kid pick up trash somewhere um work on a farm that kind of right and that's idea of it right um but like what you said this slippery slope is right right and now we're doing sort of circles where the uh, victim has to sit across from the anti-semite right who's smirking at him the student didn't actually say anything during the meeting, Robley told Insider. That probably should have cued me that this was not going to end. In April, things took a turn for the worse after the teacher showed up in class wearing a yarmulke, a skull cap worn by observant Jews, for Passover, prompting the student to make hateful comments about it, according to the news outlet. A few days later, after being sent to detention, Robley said the boy gave him a sketch of Hitler standing over a dead person labeled Jew, surrounded by swastikas in canisters labeled gas. News outlet insider Kid knows his Nazi uh, <laughs> News insider said it has viewed the sickening drawing, which also featured the words "sorry, Jew" in what the student said was an apology letter. <laughs> you should go pull up the actual drawing of Hitler that they have here. Is it what's it called again? This is district? a New York Post story that I sent us on Twitter. It's not very far up. You can find it there. Okay. Um, <laughs> apology letter he really wanted to get his point home Robley told the outlet about the student who was eventually suspended and removed from the teacher's class but he told insider that the harassment continued in the hallways and that the boy made jokes about the holocaust including gas chambers he said the student also emailed him insults about his teaching the boy who has not been named because of his age faces a misdemeanor charge of criminal harassment Robley said he filed a complaint with his union in may citing an unsafe work environment, and told the Central Berkshire Regional School District in a letter that the boy would further be at risk of a deeper radicalization of hate which will lead to violence, the Eagle reported. I'm not bothered by the ignorant comments of a child, Robley reportedly wrote in the statement to be read at the meeting to end the boy's suspension. I am bothered that without proper intervention, this hate will continue to fester. The district later placed Robley on administrative leave, citing the student's allegations that the teacher made a face at him in the hallway, according to the Eagle. This teacher also 
needs to grow the F up, by the way. Romley told Insider that he stuck his tongue out at the student in a moment of frustration after the student swore at him. The teacher was also accused of speaking about the student in front of other children, but denies that allegation the paper reported. He decided to quit because he didn't feel like administrators took his concerns out of his pocket. Or, sorry, I skipped it. Took his concerns. Seriously, I took the keys out of my pocket, slid them across the table, and said, there's absolutely no way I'm coming back to work in your school, he told the Berkshire Eagle. The superintendent declined to discuss the incidents for confidentiality reasons. Um... But she said the district handles incidents of hate or bias by removing a student from a classroom for a due process probe while the educational services are still provided. The district then introduces accountable consequences like detention or suspensions or restorative interventions such as anti-bias training. Oh, good. The superintendent, uh, Leslie Blake Davis, uh, told the Berkshire Eagle, if action is taken, parents are notified and the district will contact law enforcement if necessary. And... Blake Davis also said that the district seeks to introduce the No Place for Hate Club, a student-led initiative at the high school into the middle school. One of the things we found as a district that's really empowering is to make sure we're involving student voice and student leadership in this work that we do, she said. The Dalton Police Department filed the charge against the student in Pittsfield Juvenile Court, where pending a show cause hearing, the court clerk will determine whether the case should move forward. The Berkshire District you Attorney's... Think the student who um, calls his teacher Jew uh, <laughs> might also be interested in attending the No Place for Hate Club. <laughs> and have we maybe empowered the student voices a little too much here? Yeah. Maybe it's time to turn down the student voices and get them to behave in class somehow. I mean, I'm also off put that they called the yamaka a skull cap. I just feel. Like... <laughs> yeah. Um. But <clears throat> is that not um like the most fascinating blend of different liberal factions running into each other that you can possibly imagine? Like what? What is a good liberal even supposed to do with that story? Whose side are you supposed to be? By on? the way, we have a twelve-year-old too. It's like how. <laughs> How many hours are you putting into... Did into... you look at the writing and illustration, by the yeah, way? Yeah. It, our 12-year-old, that's not what our her handwriting five year old like. Our 5-year-old has better handwriting yeah, than that. It's like, but, but this... It's, it's like, is there a... Is there like a... A... Uh, a Riefenstahl uh, version of Paul Patrol this kid watches or something? <laughs> I know, where is this kid getting I, uh, I like, have so many questions. <laughs> but, <laughs> really, he's really passionate about his anti-Semitism. <laughs> Maybe there's a track that he can go on. Imagine this 12-year-old is, like, clearly not taking the time to do schoolwork. No. Because, like, looking at his schoolwork, it's just the skill level's not there, but takes the time to, like, email the teacher <laughs> insults. <laughs> like, but then, if you're a middle school teacher, I agree, this is an extreme example of what you have to put up with as a middle school teacher. I don't think teachers should have to put up with that. However, I think you should be able to refrain from sticking your tongue out at the student in the hallway. Do you right. not? <clears throat> <laughs> and like I would think so <laughs> I mean, like, what a freaking mess <laughs> everything is wrong in that story I like don't even know <sighs> let's go find oh. some sanity with Donald Trump and Brett Baer shall <laughs> oh, we of course yes that's where I want to go the only way Nara could ever get this stuff this back would be please 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 could we have it back and they please, asked for that. because they have no we they were did talking ask for it. no and they said can you give some, the documents back and we were talking and then they 
said they went to DOJ to subpoena you to get them Which back. they've never done before. Right. And in but all why fairness, not just hand them over then? Because I had uh, boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to Nara yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but I've according very, to the indictment, busy. you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. The only way... He is a tenacious uh, <laughs> SOB. I'll tell you one thing. You, you, you can't say that Trump breaks easy. <laughs> No, he's going to defend his yes. action. He's also been told not to be speaking like this. Yeah, and I mean, like, has I don't think he's even locked down a local defense attorney who handles stuff like this no, in Florida No, he's going to go right? out of country now. <laughs> I like, mean, like, so what are you supposed to do? He's going to use, like, Erdogan's uh, lawyers. Erdogan, but Erdogan, still. whatever. Um, but... Erdogan. Um, yeah, like, I, I can't imagine... Like, can you... If you're a defense attorney, like, why would you ever take a case when you're the person you're supposed to be defending does stuff like this like he's and i'm not saying that it's right or fair or that like hillary clinton or biden didn't do stuff that's just as bad if not worse right like but he's gonna go to jail because he clearly like broke what the law says and they're prosecuting him and he continues to say he did it like on national cable television like i don't what's the defense attorney supposed to do what's gonna happen here is it like Trump should just act as his own attorney because nobody can, nobody can build any defense for him because the next word might blow that up. Yeah, it, it's impossible to, and like he's not going to listen to you to not go on TV and talk about it. No, because so, he likes to go on TV and he likes his boxes. I know. <laughs> I just wanted time to go through my boxes. Okay, that's why I had my assistant go hide them when they came calling with the subpoena. Like, okay, yeah, they. Never subpoenaed, subpoenaed Joe Biden. I get it. Like, it's not fair. That was mean. But, like, you can't just brag on TV about how you hid things that were being subpoenaed from your house. Like, you. I think I think Brett Baer is a great reporter and very. What's Brett Baer thinking while this conversation's going on? I think he's just thinking that I can't let any. Um, I can't let any uh, pucks get past me. At the same time, I can't seem like I'm an irritable bitch. I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah, but... So that whole interview airs tonight, yeah? Is that... I guess so. Yeah. I, guess so. I don't think we're going to watch it, are we? Mm, no, I don't think you so. I don't think we Bet watch Bear, Fox News anymore. Who actually did a shot with me. You know this, right? Mm-hmm. Did a shot with me. Damn, I was with John Sapachetti. I, I get Brett Bear. I... I go up to him i buy him i bring him a shot i have one too he asks what's in it he says okay thanks a lot nicest guy in the world i'm looking for sap saying sap where are you sap is supposed to be with me because sap i told sap i was going up to the bar to get a yep. shot for us i'm looking for sap sap's supposed to take cameras pictures and sap is at the buffet loading his plate up <laughs> no picture of us with our shot we got a picture of outside the bar but very typical sap sap stopped drinking like 30 years ago so now he's just into into food the buffet the buffet exactly mm -hmm. and Damn it. We been... were we're going to have to talk about this on the food podcast at a great salad bar in Maine, by the way. Yeah, I haven't um, tweeted those as yet. Yeah. I've but... heard rumors, Alice. Rumors. Mm -hmm. That there could be a new monthly food podcast that we may have some interest in. Oh, interesting. I have heard mm -hmm. rumors. Wow. That's now, exciting. you're mostly... 
embarrassed by the idea. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm always happy to um, be a part of anything. Thank you. So you I, have any cute day today? Um, I'm, I'm not quite finished. Oh, I got one you more thing that I need to get oh, to. Speaking of podcast contracts, um, Archwell, the podcast company owned by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. This is from podnews.net. Uh, Archwell, the podcast company owned by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, will not have its contract renewed with Spotify. The decision was mutual, according to a statement. However, speaking on his podcast, Bill Simmons, who is a senior Spotify podcast executive, called them effing grifters. Meghan Markle. <laughs> Meghan Markle's podcast produced 12 episodes for a $20 million contract. It's about what we get, I think. <laughs> so it's like more than $1.5 million per episode. The Wall Street Journal suggests she may not earn the full amount after not meeting productivity clauses. Pod News has heard from multiple sources, this is the part that boggles my mind, that some interviews on the show were done by other staffers with her questions edited in afterwards. Mm. I mean that is that is done in a way not real I mean you, you, people do get like we'll send producers around network news will send producers around to get to get questions answered I think it's a little more rare that you, then you have the anchor pretend to ask or you have the the lead to, well talent. also it's not like she was coming out with them weekly or something, and it was just well, right. like the work was too no, it's overwhelming. Not, it doesn't happen on podcasts. Podcasts are it, are people. Talking. Yes, exactly. You don't pretend to interview Mariah Carey and just edit in your voice asking Mariah Carey the questions afterwards. So you called me Chip again. I'm playing the part of Meghan Markle here. (laughs) Please. Yeah, pretend Meghan asked the question. Right. Pretend she's giving you a look as if she cares. Cared enough to be here. (laughs) Especially since it was like supposed to be talking to celebrities about like like real things and really developing this relationship with them. Yes. And like, you know, she's miss like talking it out and all this stuff and all about the emotional connections and stuff. And like, it's, it's funny. Thing she is, can't like, be freaking bothered to like, like actually interview people who are, by the way, a lot more famous than her in a lot of cases on these. Like, I know she did one with Mariah Carey. I don't even know what, what else she did, but like, Mariah Carey is much more important in the world than Meghan Markle. Yes. Like. Which like isn't you, good either, but yes. Yeah, but you can't freaking be bothered to like show up to interview actual celebrities that you've booked for your podcast that you're getting paid more than a million dollars an episode to make. You know, he used to do that is on radio is Michael Savage would do that. <laughs> He's he'd pretend to have interviews and they'd send along a bunch of questions for an author or something. Then Savage would voice track the questions because he was, he managed to make his show like pretty much a no show situation <laughs> towards the towards the end. But uh, I don't even think he would just probably getting paid that much per hour. Savage, yeah, no, God no. <laughs> I mean that's that's a good podcast deal. So I know I want some <laughs> so much. Stupid would anybody money be interested in Demi Lovato got the a lot Shattuck, of money. Yeah. Would anybody be interested in paying the Shaddix $20 million for a year's worth of podcasts? Funny thing is, we also- promise we'll make more than Meghan Markle did. And we're actually um, blatantly, embarrassingly excited to talk to famous people. So right. but also, we will like, definitely interview them ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, I think about the Demi Lovato one and the, the, like all these companies just doing that. It's like, 
I, I, Complaints about the WTIC Rewind Hour in the chat, by the way. Really? Oh. I'll address those. Oh, in the chat. We'll read them. Tell me what you got. Uh, Trish writes, she's not happy about the WTIC Rewind Hour, but I guess that's... What, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this about your work. Well. Um, it was just mentioning the Odyssey stock price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The stock price is It's apparently good. now six cents. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were delisted. They must have been delisted. How could they possibly not have been delisted at this point? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. anyway. Well, I would say that that hour um, probably has something to do with that. The fact that there's not you're not hearing a live human being is prob- You may be in the future hearing a live human being. Possibly. There's what we're... Possibly. There's rumors. I have offered yeah. up the Burn Barrel podcast for that hour. Oh, no, no. But, well, until then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's potential. There's the potential for something in the future, is, right? But it's not me. Is but told to not. But it's exciting. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, a lot of people. People. I, I, I'm a radio listener. I understand that people are like uh, they don't like. It's tough. It's tough time. Tough business. Tough business. You know. I'm like the podcast business is booming. It is absolutely booming. booming. I seem to get in exactly at the right time at these places. Okay, are you ready, Alice? We are ready for the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline brought to us, of course, by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, where you can leave chat chat messages for us. Our date line, Bill Ricca, Massachusetts, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Mass and Massachusetts, United States of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Uh, June Father's Day, uh, 2023. These wings are delicious. Just kidding. <laughs> All is well. I got that hammered on Father's Day. Is there a new baby over trouble. there in Bilberka oh, yet? Well, I'm now. excited to hear. You got it status okay. on this okay. drinking by the grill. Well, okay. I got that hammered on Father's Day. I'd be in big trouble. Love you guys. Happy Father's Day. Thank Bye. you. Appreciate That's that. so nice. Love you too. Wasn't it a nice happy Father's Day? Allison? It was a happy Father's Day. Let's go to Danny and Ken, then. Danny and Ken. U.S. open. More like U.S. closed. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> My picks have gone down the drain. Oh, no. Thanks a lot, better half. Well, the better <laughs> halves were out. I better mean... laugh at how bad our picks are. Just... Hey, hey we, didn't think... do, we didn't do picks, did we? We didn't say we were going to do picks on better halves. We said we. Oh, were... We certainly uh, will. By the way, do well, them. The idea was we were more Mr. like Cat. a beginner level uh, right. gambling podcast. Right. That was the pitch. The flawless, the perfect pitch, Alice. I call it. People who want to get into gambling but don't know what any of these words mean. That exactly. kind of ground thing. floor. It's like, for instance, other, nobody's doing that podcast right now. Other couples in Massachusetts, you know, who are new to gambling, say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we should." Uh, Get into this a little bit. You know, bit. it's a fun way to add a little element of competition into your family sports watching experience, which we obviously do all the time anyway. Yeah, exactly. And also, it can you can combine it with road trips if you want to do, to include casinos in Massachusetts, including the Penns Casino in Springfield, which I highly endorse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, um, and it's making it family friendly, you mm-hmm. know. And it's very organic, and we're willing to travel on all those things. <laughs> Mr. Cat listens to this, Alice. So, uh, yeah. So let's go. Okay. I, bl- I sent him a figure, you know. Good. Did you know that? That's great. I made him a counter offer two days ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's what we call hardball. Yeah. 
Hey, Tom, Steve from Gloucester. Hey, How Steve. you doing? Hey, I have you. two words yeah. that would make you definitely put on a pair of open-toed shoes, flip-flops, or what have you. Yeah. And those two words are Paige Sparanak. Because you know it, and I know it. If she asks you to wear a pair of flip-flops in town and expose your feet, you would gladly do it, just like so many of us. Thanks, Tom. Bye. If, if Has she, she been going around asking you guys to wear open to wear flip-flops well, and slides? We broke up. You know that. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, if a beautiful woman like that, if she, I would, I would self-immolate if she asked me. <laughs> come on, there's no, there's no limit to to any of this stuff. How come you never do things for me? I do things for you all the time. Why do I tolerate <laughs> this? This this entire life that you've trapped me in with all the, your kids and in, in this uh, squandered, squalid house, super fun house. <laughs> you know, it's based solely on the fact that I find you more than somewhat attractive. Solely. <laughs> That's the transaction that this our life is. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, appreciate it. Excited to hear when little Danny Bulwerker joins us in the burn barrel world. I'm Absolutely. By the way, excited. speaking of that, yep. you know what? I want to make an observation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is a... This is called a um, royal flush. Okay. In other words, three aces together. Our friend Toast. Mm-hmm. How would you describe Toast's looks? Um, lovely blonde. Yes, she's preppy. A, it's fair to call her a beautiful, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yes. Her daughter is also beautiful. Daughters, yeah. Oh, okay. The the daughter who just had the baby. Mm-hmm. And the baby's a great looking baby. Yeah. This is like three in a row, three generations in a row, just have this like privilege of just being good looking. Genetics are so weird like that, huh? I got, I have crap. No, that's not true. This is ridiculous. Highly unfair. Highly unfair. They just keep having more beautiful people. Hmm. Well, let's wish Danny and Bill Ricca the same. Yes, Danny and Bill Ricca, we wish you this. Well, do we call him beautiful? He's already screwed. This would be the first one. Although maybe Mrs. Danny is beautiful. I'm sure they're all cute. All babies are super cute. And um, we're excited about them. We're excited about ours, too. Can't wait oh, to not be pregnant. About Can't that. wait to not be pregnant. So excited for that. Anyway, burnbarrelpodcast.com, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.